This is the APS China Quarterly, July 2021. How China Found Its Confidence and Voice, by Tan Konyam and Chai Haoxiang. How China Found Its Confidence and Voice. In a divorce, one cannot just listen to the wife's or husband's side of the story. So it is with Sino-U.S. relations, which has escalated from trade tensions in 2018 into an all-out strategic conflict today. While we often read analyses about the conflict in the Western media, there is a shortage of Chinese perspectives. Yet it is through the thoughts of influential Chinese leaders that we can perhaps better understand the direction of Sino-U.S. rivalry. There has been a dramatic change in how China sees itself versus the world. Before the era of Xi Jinping, the consensus among China's leaders was that China was weak and needs to learn from the West, particularly the United States. The prevailing foreign policy wisdom was summed up in Deng Xiaoping's quote, "24-word strategy to observe coolly, hide one's strength, and not stand out." Under President Xi's immediate predecessor, Hu Jintao's administration of 2003 to 2013, Wen Jiabao, China's then premier. Held the view that Western ideals of human rights are universal values, and China will eventually converge to that. Yu Keping, an influential advisor in the Hu administration, even made a case for incremental reforms towards some form of democracy in China. The global financial crisis of 2008 to 2009 marked a critical turning point. Some Chinese leaders began reflecting on whether the Western model is indeed worth emulating. A set of beliefs about American decline and China's corresponding rise gradually emerged and evolved over time. In 2013, Xi's quote economic czar Liu He, then advising him on economic initiatives, published a major book quote. A comparative study of the two global crises. It was a detailed comparative analysis of the 1930s Great Depression and the global financial crisis of 2008 and 2009. In a working paper for Harvard in 2014, he drew on the study and noted, quote, "After a big crisis, what is to be redistributed is not merely wealth within a country." But the relative power of all nations, the redistribution effect is irresistible, and the world economic order will continue to experience a steady and irreversible change. Unquote. Liu He cited Henry Kissinger's book Diplomacy, noting that a new world power emerges every 100 years. He compared the rise of the U.S. after the 1929 Great Depression. To the rise of the Asia Pacific after the 2008-2009 global financial crisis, Liu He was not the only senior leader who felt that China's time is coming. In his 2015 memoir dealing with China, 
Hank Paulson, the former U.S. Treasury Secretary and Goldman Sachs Chief Executive, recalled a conversation with his counterpart Wang Qishan during a meeting in the midst of the global financial crisis. Wang said, quote, You were my teacher, and look at your system, Hank. We aren't sure we should be learning from you anymore, unquote. Wang, now Vice President, and Liu, now Vice Premier, are the two most important people influencing Xi Jinping on China's global strategy. Not coincidentally, both are also princelings, and their relationships with Xi go back to their teenage years. Wang and Xi were both sent down youth in rural Shaanxi in the 1960s. They shared books and reportedly even a blanket one night when Xi had to make a long journey from Beijing back to Shaanxi and needed a place to stay. Liu and Xi, meanwhile, were in school at the same time, in middle schools near each other in Beijing's Haidian district. The Rise of Cultural Self-Confidence Wang and Liu's thoughts around China's rise are also reflected in party doctrines such as, quote, four understandings, four matters of self-confidence, and two matters to uphold. Some of these thoughts originated after the global financial crisis and were refined and sharpened under Xi's China. Former President Hu Jintao first came up with, quote, Three Matters of Self-Confidence in 2012. It encourages party members to believe in China's philosophy of, quote, socialism with Chinese characteristics, to achieve a good life for its people. It also asks for confidence in the truth of Marxist theory, as well as to believe in its socialist system. Such a system, the theory argues, can lead societal development maintain stability, and safeguard the personal freedoms and property rights of its citizens. To the original three matters of path, theory, and system, she added a fourth, culture. In emphasizing culture, she is drawing from the theoretical foundation of, quote, soft power laid by another party stalwart, Wang Huning. Known as the strategist who served three presidents, Wang Huning picked up on U.S. political scientist Joseph Nye's theory of soft power and applied it to China in a 1993 Fudan University article. Quote, If a country has an admirable culture and ideological system, other countries will tend to follow it, Wang wrote. Wang Huning used to be a visiting scholar in the U.S. in 1988. His experiences were compiled into a 1991 book, America Against America, which gained renewed prominence after the U.S. Capitol was stormed in January 2021. His ideas about American decline linger around today. In a People's Daily Commentary in August 2020 titled, quote, America's Greatest Opponent is Itself, the commentator noted that America has not done well in recent years. He said that in the face of growing income inequality and lackluster domestic demand, monetary stimulus was akin to, quote, 
drinking poison to stop one's thirst, unquote. Democracy, he said, had degenerated into partisan politics and government shutdowns. Race relations are strained, while extremism and populism are on the rise. Quote, the reason why the U.S. has reached this point today is because of the problematic design and operation of America's political and economic system and is the inevitable result of the short-sighted pursuit of profit, he charged. Quote, if you are sick, should others be eating medicine? Will bringing China down make America great again? Obviously not, the commentary said. By contrast, in espousing Chinese culture as something to be proud of, she offers an alternative vision. He argues that the goal of society is not just GDP growth and material wealth, but cultural development that leads to the rejuvenation of the Chinese people. Quote, cultural self-confidence is more fundamental, more deeply entrenched, and carries a more enduring strength, she said in 2016. Chinese culture not only provides intellectual heft to China's unique brand of socialism, it can also lead to the contribution of Chinese solutions to solve humanity's problems. Quote, the cultural confidence that is built on 5,000 years of China's civilization is undoubtedly deep and increasingly powerful, the theory goes. By enshrining culture in a political slogan, she is reflecting the latest development in Chinese political thought. While, quote, soft power as culture has been mainstreamed into Chinese political thought since the 2000s, witness the funding of Confucius Institutes around the world to promote Chinese language and culture, it only entered the realm of political strategy in 2007. That year, Hu Jintao's keynote speech to the 17th National Congress emphasized the significance of culture in the, quote, competition in overall national strength, unquote. Today, we can understand party doctrine like the, quote, four matters of self-confidence and, quote, two matters to uphold as intellectual underpinnings of China's rule over its people, justifications for Xi's control over the party, and a strategic framework with which China views the world. Confident in its realization that the Western liberal political model was no longer superior, and keen to project strength both to its people and to the world, China began to be increasingly assertive in the international arena. Thus began China's Belt and Road Initiative from 2013, its challenges to U.S. dominance, the flexing of muscles in the South China Sea and East China Sea, and tough positions on sensitive issues around Taiwan, Hong Kong, India, and Xinjiang. Redefining Western Norms In a world whose institutions are both designed and dominated by Western countries, Beijing wants to redefine some notions to reflect its own interests and head off Western criticism. As Foreign Minister Wang Yi told the 46th session of the UN Human Rights Council in February 2021, 
Human rights not only include civil and political rights, but also the rights to subsistence and development. Quote, the scope of human rights is constantly evolving, and the right to health and the environmental right should also be given more prominence, he said. A rising China has become confident in its own unique way of life. As Xi also noted in his January 2021 Davos speech, quote, No two leaves in the world are identical, and no histories, cultures, or social systems are the same. Difference in itself is no cause for alarm. What does ring the alarm is arrogance, prejudice, and hatred. It is the attempt to impose hierarchy on human civilization or to force one's own history, culture, and social system upon others." Unquote. Nevertheless, in a country as large and as complicated as China, there remains a diversity of views on what kind of country China should be. In July 2020, Premier Li Keqiang made some remarks at a state council meeting which was subsequently interpreted by some as an oblique criticism of Xi's supposed overconfidence. He noted that local governments should not, quote, focus on projects that boost their image and prestige. China is still a developing country. In whatever we do, we must do our best but act within our limits he said. Interestingly, we were unable to find any Western reports and analysis on his remarks. In a now-censored article, a kinder, gentler, more liberal society remains the vision of former Premier Wen Jiaobao. Wen wrote in a eulogy to his deceased mother in April 2021, quote, My ideal China is one with justice and fairness which forever respects the essence of being human and is forever young, free, and striving, unquote. It is noteworthy that his long essay never mentioned the words, quote, democracy and, quote, rule of law. For now, it is clear who and which ideas are dominant. In Xi's telling, the momentum of history is on his side. As he noted in a 2019 speech commemorating the 70th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party's rule over China, quote, There is no force that can shake the foundation of this great nation. No force can stop the Chinese people and the Chinese nation forging ahead. Unquote. Professor Tan Kong Yam is a founding member and Deputy Chairman, China, of APS Asset Management. He is also Professor of Economics at the Nanyang Technological University. He serves as a board member at the Changi Airport Group, 2015 to present. From 1985 to 1988, he was the Chief Assistant to Dr. Gokeng Sui, the late Deputy Prime Minister of Singapore, who was invited by Mr. Deng Xiaoping to advise China on economic development strategy. From June 2002 to June 2005, he was a senior economist at the World Bank office in Beijing. In 2004, he was a member of the World Bank expert group, 
on the 11th five-year plan from 2006 to 2010 for the State Council in China. He served as the chief economist of the Singapore government from 1999 to 2002. Chai Haoxiong joined APS Asset Management in February 2020 as Vice President Investments. He previously worked at Credit Suisse AG and Singapore Press Holdings. He graduated summa cum laude from Dartmouth College in 2009 with a Bachelor of Arts degree. He is a CFA charter holder. 